Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. <laughs> there is a ball! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's gonna be sick. Marinero, it is the Sick Podcast on this Tuesday, July 4th. How's everyone doing? The Sick Podcast, of course, weeknights starting at 10 p.m. Uh, I don't know if my uh, sound is a little low, so let me do that again. Marinero, it is the Sick Podcast on this Tuesday, July 4th. The Sick Podcast, of course, weeknights at 10 p.m. You're probably watching on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Hello, how are you? How's everyone doing today? We Yesterday, we uh, we told you, last night, we told you that um, last night's podcast and tonight's podcast would be dedicated to Habs Development Camp, which, of course, opened up on Saturday with medical. Sunday was the first day on the ice. And then yesterday, uh, of course, was day two on the ice. And today... There was an intra squad that was planned, and it started at around 11 o'clock this morning, of course. And I have to tell you, it was absolutely packed in Brassard. It was it was pretty amazing, actually. I um, so I make my way, and I have to tell this story, okay? Because I, I think it can it can put a lot of things into context. So here we are once again. It's July 4th, and it's a really really nice day in Montreal. There's a lot going on, and you would think the last thing you're going to think about is soccer on the 4th of, uh, pardon me, hockey on the 4th of July. But I make my way to Brassard, and I'm looking for parking, and I can't find the parking spot. I can't find a parking spot. I'm going around and around and around I go, and I can't find the parking spot. I know, unfortunately, Tony the Marinero does not have a special parking uh, in at the training facility in Brassard. Um, would love to, by the way. Uh, but anyway, so I have to park a little bit further. And it takes a while, but I find myself a parking spot. So just goes to say, I mean, everyone was there. And so I parked my truck and I'm, I'm walking um, into the arena. And as I'm walking in the parking lot, I hear this gentleman who is holding the hands of, of two boys. Uh, one is six and one is seven. And I think the gentleman's name is Gaetan, I think he told me. And... Um, you know, he's talking to them and he's like, les enfants, ça c'est les jeunes joueurs des Canadiens. These are young players, des joueurs qui ont souhaité les pêcher. Either they were drafted or on les invités au camp or we invited them to camp. And, we're, you know, they're going to try and 
give a good impression. Ils vont essayer de donner une bonne impression pour un jour peut-être jouer avec le Canadien. T'sais. Imagine un des joueurs des Canadiens, il y a quelques années, peut-être était dans cette position-là. One of the Canadiens players, maybe was in this position a couple of years ago. And he's explaining. And it was, it was really, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And it was a beautiful thing to hear. Like they were like right in front of me. And I could hear everything. And I stopped the gentleman and I said, well, that's, this is what we call a culture, right? This is, and that's what the Montreal Canadiens are. They're in our culture. And I, I brought up the word soccer before. And that's the one thing that soccer, unfortunately, doesn't have here is that you're, you're not going to get, you know, um, put it this way. If it was things, if the roles were reversed on a winter day in Montreal, if the pro team was going to be practicing indoors and you had access to their camp, which they have in January, for example, when they're training at the Olympic stadium, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to have like, um, it'd be packed the way it was, you know? So in the arena, there was not an empty seat to be found. And then people were standing outside the arena behind the glass and you couldn't get a spot. It was absolutely packed. And it was really, it was, a beautiful thing to see. And it's too bad that, you know, our, you know, Montrealers aren't that passionate about other teams that we have in the city, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you in part by playground, your premier gaming destination playground, summer million, the must play poker event of the season featuring 10 championship ring events, $1 million in guaranteed prize money and a $500,000 guaranteed main event located just over the Mercia bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal, playground also brought to you in part by energy transportation group named by the financial times one of america's fastest growing companies in 2023 recognized by the globe and mail as a top growing canadian company two years in a row they work with some of the biggest fortune 500 companies providing end-to-end logistics services join a winning team and check out energy's career page for available opportunities and brought to you in part by Labitta TV, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. Labitta TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitta TV, embrace your true nature. As a matter of fact, I dropped off a case of 12 to Stu Cowan, just like this, to Stu Cowan earlier today. And I had one for Marc-Andre Perot, but we missed each other on the way out. So we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to get together at some point, or he's going to come over, and uh, I'll give him a case so he can try for himself. Uh, Grant McCagg has been with me or alongside me for the last couple of days, as, as well as uh, Shane Gaumont and Master Control. Let's say hello to Grant, former scout of the Montreal Canadiens under the Bob Ganey regime and uh, founder of Recruits and Recruits.ca. As a matter of fact, he actually gave me a lovely book today, which uh, he wrote, which I very, very much appreciate. Thank you very much for that, Grant. I should have asked you to autograph it. Yeah, I guess so. Eh? I just thought about it. So next time yeah. I see you, you yeah. could come over and maybe you can sign it for me. Uh, I'll do that. I, I'll do that after you give me a case of that B to B to B there. La Bita TB. You know what? I will. We'll do a trade. We'll do a trade. You okay. give me the book, and I will uh, definitely get you uh, a case of twelve. <laughs> I promise you that. Perfect. Uh, so, look, you came down from Ottawa yesterday and today. We watched the interest squad. I, I know we're going to have a ton of things to talk about, um, but one of the things I tweeted. Let's start with this, Grant. I thought Lane Hudson put on a show. I thought he put on a show. Grant, it, it, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what Clayne Hudson looked like today to me? You know when uh, when when there's a bunch of kids playing pond hockey and they're maybe like, I don't know, 10 years old and a 15-year-old shows up at the uh, uh, on the <laughs> pond and uh, the, the 10-year-olds ask him if he wants to play a game of keep away or the 15-year-old asks the 10s if he can join and basically the 15-year-old has the puck the whole time and the 10s are chasing and they can't get the puck off him? 
Well, you look like a 15-year-old today, and the rest look like they were 10. With all due respect to them, of course, I'm just you know trying to, an example here. He was putting on a show, Grant. Yeah, but I'm picturing the 15-year-old being bigger than all the other kids, and it was. I understand you know, that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so you know what? We- Hold on a second. Let, let me change it then. <laughs> it reminds me of Dean Youngblood, who used to play versus his brother. Oh. And yeah. all the bigger kids. And Dean was the smallest one on the ice and the youngest one. And he would skate circles around them. How about that? Yeah. Swayze and the whole bunch. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's uh, that's Kelly's kid brother, Dean Youngblood. Remember that? Yeah. Ah, Great well, movie. That, I love that movie, by the way. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's not really a surprise, you know, that he. I think all of the usual suspects, all the guys that we liked yesterday, Tony, were the, you know. I think we're the best players probably again today. They stood out. Um, but, but yeah, the, the only time you heard ooze out in the, uh, you know, in the press box was when uh, it was something that Lane Hudson did pretty much, you know, and it, and it was probably four or five times today. So yeah, he certainly He's- excites the media. And if he, he, and you know, also the, the crowd there obviously loved uh, loved the show that he put on, and it was uh, very fun to see. He's got the head shakes going on when he's playing. He's got the little uh, little uh, pumps, you know, like kind of like uh, pretending like he's going to shoot, and he doesn't. Oh. He's got he's got a shake, rattle, and roll going. He's got everything going on, man. Yeah, um, Reinbacher, you know, mentioned put the words Kale McCarrow out there, and it's not the first time I've heard it. Like he's. He's like a smaller version of Kale McCarr with the his feet and his his deeks. He's just uh, he's so crafty. I think he's an ankle breaker. I'm glad I'm glad I didn't have to face him out there because I'd probably still be on the ice at a corkscrewed into into the ice. Yeah, okay, um, actually, uh, David Reinbacher at the end of practice, you talked about him talking about Lane Hudson. He also talked about Philip Mashar. And by the way, Philip Mashar's first 25 minutes of the intra squad today. I wasn't blown away. Uh, I didn't really see him all that much. I didn't think he was working all that much. But then all of a sudden, he gets a chance down the right wing in the second half of the game or game two, whichever way you want to put it. And uh, he rips a quick wrist shot uh, in for a goal. But let's hear Reinbacker talking about his relationship with Massar and Hudson. Yeah, for sure. Um... Mashar, um, we were taking, uh, talking a lot. Um, for sure, he's a European kid, and then for sure, Lane. Um, he's a he's a really really good good human. Um, yeah, he's also good on the ice. He's really good on the ice. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I met a lot of people here. Uh, it was nice um, to talk with them, to talk about the season, to talk about their experience, uh, which they had last year in the development camp. It helped me a lot. guys 
I guess we have a long journey, uh, a lot of work to do, and then we can play one day for Montreal and do the goal we have to do. Uh, the fact that he was a young Kel McCarr, holy Jesus. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. The fact that Ryan Backer was paired to, with Hudson, uh, Grant is a former scout uh, with the Montreal Canadiens, and I'm sure you're around uh, a development camp or two in your life. That's not a coincidence, is it? Not at all. And, you know, I don't like to take credit or whatever, but I have been saying for since you know to justify why i think the canadians will take ryan bacher was i i first i see those two being a pairing down the road at you you look at your roster and you try to project where you think a draft pick will fit in three or four years in the lineup and i'm especially after after the development camp where they seem to be together all the time and passing back and forth. You saw the chemistry. Um, I asked Lane Hudson about it. Like you were really trying to get Reinbacher a goal there, weren't you? And he came so close on a couple of occasions there. Uh, it was fun to see the chemistry. Those two have already built up. And I, I was told that I guess uh, um, Hudson was pretty happy when they, when they picked Reinbacher because he, First and foremost, he's a good kid too. They interviewed him, and I think yeah. he's got a great. Uh, typically, uh, an American kid that that's that is that good that young has uh, has airs about them, and I don't get that. I've interviewed Lane a few times, and then we saw him again today. He's uh, he's really got his head on straight, and I don't think I think he's a really good kid, and I just. I look so forward to him and Reinbacher someday being a parent because I, I really believe that they complement each other so well. Reinbacher uh, is you, you can already see it. he's he's very good one on one defending. He um, he's going to be an excellent defensive defenseman at range. And Lane also touched on it today, and I really think down the road. The hope is that those two are a pairing, and I, and I really think, and I asked Logan Mayu about this. What what do you think about playing with Gooley? And he thinks that that would be just fantastic, too. So, that to me is what they project down the road as uh, two pairings that I think could be outstanding. Then again, you know what? Maybe Logan Mayu might be paired with um, Michael Matheson as early as this year. Well. That's right. That's right. I, you know, I'm talking through four years down the road, but right yeah. now, Matheson's the best defenseman on the team. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. for sure. 100%. And I think, you know, you're right about that, that that could be a pairing over the next two or three years. And uh, certainly, um, Matheson's not going anywhere after the way he played in the second half of the year. That's for sure. He's, he was, he was unbelievable. Uh, listen, yeah. I want to, I want to pick up still a little bit more on, on Hudson before I get back to Reinbacher. And, and I, I brought this up a couple of times today and I was joking with members of the press gallery and stuff like that, but Jesus Lane Hudson, a defenseman or is he a number one centerman? Like he, he has hands like an off at, like a, like a, like a number one centerman. Like he has that, he's got the head up. He's taking information all the time. He's got the vision. He's got eyes behind his head. He's got the IQ. He's got the fast hands. He's got the stick work. He's got the playmaking ability. 
Uh, oh, he looks like a forward. Oh, he, he'd be a great forward if they ever decided to move him to forward. He, you know, he could fit in right away. Um, he was up ice a lot today. Noticed a few times you're looking up and there's 81 in the offensive zone doing his, doing his stuff. And, uh, I agree hundred percent that he's got the hands and the uh, mentality makeup of, of a forward, but he's, he's a half decent defender too. He just so smart, uh, agile and, uh, thinks the game so well, obviously that's not going to be his forte. It's going to be his offense, but, uh, hopefully he can improve enough to the point where he, uh, he becomes a, a you know capable defender as well because I think the plan is to have him playing eighteen to twenty two minutes a night. Um, he did tell us too that he he's grown a, an inch. He's up to five nine, mm-hmm. and that the growth plates aren't closed yet. So mm-hmm. the hope will be that maybe get another half inch to inch of growth uh, and get up to that five ten. They just been listed yeah. at Boston U for the last year. Let's let's get to that. Actually, he was asked about his size. Let's get to Lane Hudson. Size thing, like it's been the topic since you've been drafted. Are you over it, or do you still like wake up and see if you grow a little bit or gain <laughs> some weight? Uh, you know, I'm definitely. I just don't really think about it. You know, I feel like I said it before, but when I feel like I'm on the ice, I feel like everyone's the same size. It's an equal playing field, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a game, so I'll just go out and play. You don't want to gain weight when you lose to Montreal Mobile with me. Yeah, <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I thought you might get that clip in there, Tony. Yeah, I'm not the one who chooses the clips. Shane Gomo and Master Control well, chooses, chooses them, but I mean, Chantal know. was laughing her, her head off over that one. Even that was uh, that was a pretty good quip. Uh, yeah, I think it was. All right, okay. Let's let's get back to David Reinbacker for a second here because. A lot has been said over the past couple of days. A lot of fans, unfortunately, came down on him and gave him heck for being the pick, which obviously was not his fault. But uh, in the past, I would say 48 to 72 hours, a lot of fans have stepped up and have really tried to make him feel the love. He talked about his appreciation for the fans earlier today. Wow, it's, it's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they were cheering for all the guys. and They made us feel really comfortable here. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun experience here. Meet all the guys, all the staff, get to know the fans, get to know the ring, the small eyes. Um, it was a nice experience. Um, yeah, I know what to do now. Um, I will um, head back home and then, yeah, start training again. Um, I guess there's a lot of work to do, so I'm excited for that. And then we will see where I'm ending up next what season. Was, what was it like when you went back to the bench uh, after the uh, the shootout? Just that atmosphere when you came off and that crowd. Um, yeah, it felt really, really, really nice. Um, I had goosebumps, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, they, they were cheering when I went down the ice. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, I guess I missed the trick, but I will work <laughs> on it to do it probably next couple of weeks. All right, there you have it, David Reinbacher, <laughs> uh, who I, I have to tell you, by the way. What a great uh, kid. I, I heard that when some interviews were done with Reinbacher in the last couple of months, some of the things I read and some of the things I heard were not too much personality here. When he was drafted, he made his way down um, to the stage, the podium. And, I, you know, I read some comments. Doesn't look like he's overly happy. Doesn't look like there's a lot of personality. 
So today was my first experience with him up close and personal and stuff like that. And the kid has personality. Oh, it has a lot of personality and, and he's, he's a young kid. And th that personality is going to come out even more as he gets older and he gets a little bit more experience in front of the media. So, you know, he's, but he's not like shy, shy, like there, there's some personality there. So I was, uh, I had a nice discussion with him off camera too. And I, I said to him, an Austrian living in Switzerland, uh, you must, uh, you must love football, soccer. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, very much. And I asked him his favorite team and his favorite team is Bayern Munich. So we had a nice discussion about Bayern Munich and about Alfonso Davies. All right. Uh, it's been a hectic month for David Reinbacker. We discussed that with him. Um, probably I get the gas from all the nice people here. Uh, they give me a lot of energy. They're smiling and they're happy, so um, they gave me the gas. But yeah, um, it's it's been a long road uh, after World Championship coming home. Uh, week of training, going back to Buffalo for the combine, and two weeks of San Diego training there. Draft in here. Uh, it's a long road, but I really enjoyed it. I would do it uh, every time again. Um, like I would, yeah, do it again. But in an hour, you're going to bed. <laughs> what did you say? But, but later on this afternoon, you're going to bed, and you're going to be sleeping for about 12 hours. Honestly, I'll hop on the ice again. I'm not going uh, to bed, so <laughs> I'll hop on the ice at 3 uh, to, to do something. So there's not much time to go to bed. <laughs> All right, uh, there you have it. Uh, but uh, David Reinbacher... The players, so they, they got on the ice at 11 o'clock for the intra squad, and then by the time it was all said and done, then they came out, they met with members of the media, but they stuck around for some exit interviews, and some of them had, like, some promotional stuff to do and, and videos to take and pictures to take and all that stuff. And by the time the last one left, like, the last people to leave the complex today was at about 5 p.m. earlier this evening, but uh, uh, Reinbacker was, he said, Basically, the fans gave him a lot of adrenaline, eh? That gas that was missing yeah. in the tank because of the hectic month, the fans gave it to him. What a great thing to say. Yeah. It, it reminded me, you know, about the that great rant you had about the Habs running out of gas that time on... Uh, oh, yeah? yeah. On your English... Previous, uh, your, your previous incarnation, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, it that was, was that, you remember how that all came about? Because uh, the Canadians... I had just given up a goal, and they were losing on the road, and they had lost several games. And Sergio Momesso, my buddy, said, uh, Dan, just the Canadians are running out of gas. So I picked up the phone live on air, and I called Carlos at the Ultramar gas station, and I asked him if uh, uh, if, he's, if he had any jerry cans so we can you know fill it up with gas and how much gas was needed uh, to get to the training facility or to the bell center. So, uh, yeah, that one was, uh, one was one of my favorites. One of my, yeah, favorites. I, I laughed my head off. <laughs> I, I was listening to that when I almost veered off the road, but, uh, he, he was, I thought he was the funniest interview of the, of the two days by far. You know, this is 18 year old kid that, uh, supposed to be shy and not supposed to have much personality. Like you say, well, I'd say those, uh, those opinions were wrong. Kids full of personality. So, you know, speaking of full of personality, we were really impressed with Lane Hudson once again, and we'll get back to him. But, you know, I asked him what his mentality was. Like, were you were you going for it here? Because it looked like you were going for it. You know, some guys tend to stay back, reliable, play safe. Let's listen in on uh, what he had to say. Your focus going in because some players come in 
Yeah, uh, you know, I just never, I'm, uh, I'm never afraid to make mistakes out there. You know, mistakes are going to happen regardless. So you know, I'd rather try to make a play than uh, playing it safe. You know, I just want to make plays out there. And uh, obviously I'm not, you know, trying to go through everyone and, uh, you know, putting it through everyone's legs or whatever. Just kind of, you know, simple plays. But, you know, I'm not afraid to make mistakes out there. All right. Okay. By the way, you saw him next to me, Grant. Uh, He's not five ten. No, he's, he's not. not. He's, he's not five ten. Maybe five nine. They might even, you know, add a quarter inch there or something. But uh, I, I, when I interviewed him, uh, I loved that answer we heard in the first clip where he talked about when you know you're out on the ice, everyone's the same size. He doesn't, he doesn't feel small, and he doesn't play that. He doesn't play shy whatsoever out there. So. Um, Love the confidence that he has to uh, to try all these things, and and the great part about it is that he can he can pull them off. So yeah, yeah, very exciting, very exciting future for that kid. A shout out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments. Uh, for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Tarbonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec. City. visit Murphy Clinic, Poinsia, or on Instagram, at Murphy Clinic. All right, so we had asked David Reinbacker to talk to us about Lane Hudson, and we also asked Lane Hudson to talk to us about David Reinbacker. Uh, you It's uh, it was a great answer to you know the question was, Reinbacher says you're the next Kale McCarr, so who's the next Reinbacher? And he says he's the next David Reinbacher. That's who he's going to be. So not comparing him to somebody else. And by the way, not putting pressure on him, unnecessary pressure. So a very mature answer from a very young player who's not yet a pro. Fantastic. Absolutely, and I loved. Uh... Uh, I guess you're probably not going to have a clip of me ask him about Logan Mayu, but uh, he he I mentioned th- I, he went. I think we do. I think oh. we do. Yeah, let's get to it. His thoughts okay. on Mayu. Mayu, first one seen him on ice. Yeah, uh, he was really good. You know, he's a really good player. Super smooth, moves really well, and uh, you know he's a really good guy too. So it's good uh, hanging around him and uh, you know learning from him too what he does on the ice. So it's uh, fun to watch him. You know all about the strength of his shot now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got to see it up close, so it's uh, you know really hard shot. Oh, you must. Yeah. You have, you have a little bruise. A little bruise, but uh, yeah, nothing too bad. All right, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, asked him about Mayu. And he unprompted, really. He mentioned about how great a guy, you know, how great a kid he was. I don't know if he said kid, but. Uh, and I, I, when I interviewed Logan and, and I met him at the draft last year too, mm-hmm. both times uh, that I've interacted with him, I just uh, very impressed with how uh, polite and mature and uh, affable he is. So let's hope that, uh, you know, what happened, what happened, it was a one-time thing and that the kid has done nothing but grown from it and that he's going to be a mature and, 
and solid citizen as, as an NHL player. I thought that was really noble of Hudson, like you said, to add that in that Mayu's a good guy because, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people that have already labeled him as not being a good guy because a good guy wouldn't do what he did. Uh, of course, not everyone thinks that way. And a lot of other people have said he was young and it was a mistake that, you know, people make and people make mistakes and all that stuff as bad as it was, but he should be given a second chance. But he too is kind of like taking some pressure off of the young man and he's trying to endear him to a fan base that probably are pretty skeptical about him. Right. And I thought that was, that was a pretty cool thing to do for him. It stood out for me. It was nice to hear from uh, one of his one of his teammates, and it gives you an idea that these guys are already getting close knit, and uh, the the future looks bright for for the group that's between like eighteen and twenty four that mm-hmm. is going to grow together and hopefully one day compete for a cup. All right, name me a player or two that no one talked about going into this camp. And by all means, we're not saying they have a chance to make this team, but very, very low profile players that just caught your attention. And you looked at them and you said, well, these guys can play hockey because there's one or two that caught my attention. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I thought that Dell Elchi was uh, of the invite invitees uh, impressed me quite a bit. He's got really good feet. Um, good instincts with the puck and uh, was out there with Mayu for most of the game today. Yeah. And didn't look out of place. Now, what's extra special about that, I think, he went undrafted this year. Yeah. Um, He played in St. Andrews College, which is a prep school Mm -hmm. um, in Ontario, in Toronto area. To go from that level of hockey to Canadians camp that was very quick and outplayed several of the defensemen that were there, uh, including Middlestat, who went in the seventh round. I thought he looked better than Middlestat today. I agree um, you 100%. Uh, very impressive. And um, I have a feeling that he's going to get drafted next year. Um, it's funny you say that because I saw him get the puck in a little bit of a bad spot on a couple of occasions today, uh, being pressured and out of a tight spot, like just being able to get out of there with relative ease, either with a head fake or, or a movement or or a saucer pass, but he yeah. was able to get out of danger relatively easy. And I looked, at, I looked at my notes and I said, who is this guy? I mean, this guy gets out of trouble pretty quickly. And I thought he was good. Another guy that, uh, that impressed me today, I thought, was Tourigny. I thought yeah. Tourigny was 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 really not scared to take the puck, join the offensive zone, pinch in, get involved in the play. I was impressed. Yeah, there was. Uh, well, he's a he's an offensive defenseman, um, poor man's Lane Hudson type. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think he'll challenge for a spot in Laval hopefully this year. Um, but yeah, I agree with that that he um, that he showed well. And uh, getting back to Del Elche for a sec, I I scouted a couple of, or I scouted, I I contacted a couple of my scouts during the game because he was impressing me. I think uh, maybe in the intermission, but he also impressed me yesterday and didn't get around to mentioning him. But because uh, we had kind of a got cut off there without 
talking about some other kids, but he was impressive yesterday as well, I thought. Uh, very good and tight, especially the tight quarters that they were doing their drills in yesterday. Uh, just noticed that he had really good feet and good good decision-making, as you were mentioning today. And they they said they all had him on, on their draft list. There's always guys that don't get picked that scouts have on their that are left on their list. And he, he's one kid that just for whatever reasons didn't get drafted, but probably should have. In fact, I, I, re, I think he should have been probably a fifth or sixth round pick based mm-hmm. on what I, what I saw today. So I think he might be going to the USHL next year, one year of uh, American junior before he joins college. And I'm going to follow his uh, progress this year because I mean, the Canadians are short on contracts, so they're probably not going to sign him. I'd be surprised, but um, he uh, he's going to be somebody that the that the Canadians keep a close eye on this year. After after the way he performed at this camp, he's he's on the radar to be a an overage draft pick. I think next year. Seeing as we've been talking about defensemen the whole time, let's just continue in that fashion if we can. But. We talked about Jaden Struble's um, body composition yesterday and his physicality. Almost took, uh, what was it, Luke Tuck's head off today. <laughs> it's funny. Um, his biggest hit last year, I I, um, I put out a video on YouTube on the Recruits channel um, after the season, after he got signed, biggest hits of his college career. And that might, may have been a, the biggest hit that he had last year was on Tuck just nailed him and uh this time tuck got a little bit out of the way he didn't actually go down yeah. this time tuck's a pretty solid character himself but uh i i talked to Strubes about it um in an interview a few months ago and he laughed yeah we we talked about it and the and the hit and stuff and that uh you know keep your head up a little bit but yeah he he almost uh it was almost deja vu for uh Luke Tuck, who I thought Tony was very good today. Yeah, um, but it's you just brought up something, and I'll make you continue. But you brought up something that I was just going to talk to you about. I thought he was very good today too, Grant. Like he's got speed through the neutral zone, and you know his speed is hard to contain. And you can tell he's strong, and he's strong on his skates. But I noticed when he did cross over the blue line with some speed on a couple of occasions. His head was down. And All right. It's probably an adjustment he's going to have to make. But you got a quick wrist shot away. I think one. What was a two on one? Scored a goal, and uh, and especially he were he works hard. He had. He also had the biggest hit of the game. Yeah. He uh, he nailed a guy there at center ice. Open ice hit. Um, yeah. He's got to keep doing that. Uh, hopefully, the Canadians either sign him or you know make clear to him that they are interested in they think he should go back for one more year but that he, he keep playing like he is and they're very interested in in signing him at the at the end of the year because so, uh they, they they need that type of player i think in the bottom yeah. six that they don't have so today was a very impressive for me and i'd actually be exploring uh signing him because i think he could play in the AHL. So um, now that we're talking about forwards and we talked about guys who work hard, I thought Ty Smolanik 
really worked his butt off today. Uh, speaking of speed, I think he can fly. Um, he's the player that was picked up in the in the Sherat trade. I think we talked about him yes, yesterday as well, but I, I thought he stood out. Mishar, Mishar scored a big goal. I mean, I, and I think he might just end up being that kind of player, a player that you don't see every now and then, but he's got tools and he's gifted. And I think he could put the puck in the net and he can make you pay. Any other forwards that, uh, Joshua Roy, what did you think? Uh, I, I like the description of cerebral. I forget which of the coaches mentioned that, but uh, which means you don't necessarily, he's not going to wow you with uh, end end dangles or anything like that but just like yesterday he's just so smart with the puck he sees the ice well he uh he makes the some of the smartest plays every game and also without the puck he knows what to do um didn't wow with uh physical skills necessarily today but um certainly i think the smartest forward among that group and that uh, uh, one year of uh, the age in the AHL and, and hopefully it'll be a productive one and he can push for a spot in next year's lineup. I was, um, I was very much impressed by Adam Nicholas. We had a chance to talk to him earlier today and uh, you know, it's, it's a big, was a big move by Kent Hughes right away to try and, um, put together a, a player development team. And Adam Nicholas was obviously the guy that he had identified and he brought him in and I could understand it. I, I mean, I think when it comes to player development, Adam Nicholas is a 50 goal scorer. Like I, I, think, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's a franchise player. Like and listening to him speak, I don't know, man, but I, 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 I will buy what this guy's selling because a, he makes a lot of sense in how he tries to explain what he's trying to accomplish. And um, the players are pretty excited about his drills. Uh, they do it with a lot of enthusiasm. And, and I like the fact that this guy is really confident in his ability too. Uh, when he, he was asked about the other coaches working with him, what did they think? Well, he says they were pretty impressed because I consider myself the best at what I do. Like something to that effect, like I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, well, you know what? This guy's, yeah, he's talking, but he's talking to talk, but you know what? He walks the walk. Well, you, you just said what I was going to say, Tony, yeah. that that, when he said that, it uh, it stood out. It, he's confident in himself, and that confidence rubs off on the kids. They want uh, they want coaches that are that are uh, sure of themselves and confident, and think that what they are doing will help them in the long run. And uh, the Canadians got a really confident uh, skills coach, and I don't see that as being. Uh, uh, an issue whatsoever. I agree 100%. I got myself a pretty confident stretch coach, by the way. Uh, his name is Charlie Cabrera, and his partner is uh, Sam, uh, and they're both over at the Optimal Stretch Clinic. They are the founders, and check them out at OptimalStretchClinic.com. They specialize in fascial stretch therapy, among other things. They're a one-stop shop where they do acupuncture, and they do cupping, and they have nutrition, and they have uh, physio and osteo and all that stuff. And uh, I go there for my tune-ups, my body tune-ups, that is. And I think you should, too. Check them out on Instagram as well. You'll be able to see some of the things that they do. They really are fantastic. They're 50-goal scorers, too. All right, okay. Um, so before we wrap this baby up, I don't want to leave anyone out. I mean, there were a lot of players that were there on the ice. Um, obviously, we're talking about some of the more high-profile players. We haven't talked about Engstrom yet. 
and we haven't talked about Owen Beck. Yeah. Engstrom, I tweeted out just, you know, five-word tweeter, uh, whatever it is. Engstrom will be an NHLer. Uh, he will play in the NHL. I just today, I mean, I was I was super impressed with him last year, but to see him live the last two days, um, and I, you know, I that was a question I asked Rammer. I said, uh, Engstrom's not very far away, is he? And he, uh, uh, Rammer uh, said, yeah, he's, it was the same thing last year when I went to see him first time I saw him in Sweden, I was blown away. He, um, he's got all of the tools to be a solid, solid NHL defenseman. He's got some offense, very good defend defender, size, mobility, smarts. Um, I, I can't recall the Canadians having this much quality and quantity on the blue line in their prospects pool ever. So it's very encouraging. All right. Okay. Owen Beck. I thought Beck was good today. He, uh, you got to love his motor. And that was uh, one of the main reasons why I ranked him in the twenties in his draft year and was quite happy when the Canadians were able to get him in the second round. Grant to the point where you consider it an X factor or not, because I look at Beck, look, I know I see a good hockey player, right? Like I'm going to give you an example and I'm not comparing the two. Okay. But I'm going to, like Christian Dvorak's a good hockey player, right? Anyone who says that he's not a bad hockey, he's a good hockey player, right? But but I, you know, Jake Evans a good hockey player, right? But do I see an X factor with those players? I don't. And I'm wondering, like, do you see an X factor in Beck, or is just going to be a good hockey player? Because having an X factor will bring you for more than, you know, from a good hockey player to maybe a very good hockey player to an excellent hockey player. Yeah. I just, I'm not so sure I see an X factor with. Well, we discussed it yesterday where I don't think he has great hands. Um, He holds on to it too, too long and gets checked. And, but he's got the, I agree with you, I think, but the intangibles are there for him to be, uh, potentially to be uh, a middle line center. Now it's more likely to be a third line center than than a second line center because of because of that perhaps that lack of overall skill. But yeah, uh, I don't. I think he can be a third line center on a very good team, and that's such a key. That's such a key piece. Um, if not center than than certainly wing uh perhaps even a second line winger with, with time i personally like oliver kapnan a little better at this point uh unfortunately kapnan wasn't at camp this year but to me if those two going forward are are uh, your third and fourth centers again uh, the future looks incredibly bright for the canadians grant it was uh it was a pleasure uh, spending the last couple of days with you. Uh, really enjoyed it, and I uh, hope we can get together soon. Uh, great sandwich that you, uh, yeah. you treated me to today, uh, Tony. Yeah. I still got the second half. I was still too full to eat it on the on the drive home. So The uh, the chicken cutlet sandwich, I'll, I'll dress, which uh, Grant does not like tomatoes, by the way. No tomatoes. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> That's right. Grant, thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, there you have it. Grant McCagg of Recruits and Recruits.ca. We cut him off a little bit early there, uh, Shane, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure he won't get offended. It, it just happens. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, if uh, you enjoyed the podcast, and once again, we're going pretty much all summer here, folks, but less than an hour in the summer, but we are going all the time. And uh, we were there, of course, today. You saw us, and yesterday, and you saw the uh, the mic and the cover and the sign, all that stuff, and sick. Sick is the word right now, for sure. Uh, if you uh, like the podcast, uh, like it, share it with your friends, comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to listen on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. The rest of the week, well, we still have some clips that we didn't get to Adam Nicholas was one. Scott Pellerin was another. Rob Ramage was another. Uh, Mehdi Philippe Poulain. These are probably clips that you'll see the rest of the week over the next couple of days. And we're also uh, going to go back and touch on uh, maybe what the Canadians did in unrestricted free agency or what they didn't do. And we're also going to talk about some inside information that we got regarding the NHL draft that took place last week. Yeah, we still have some of that info for you. And we're going to bring it to you on the SICK podcast the rest of the week. And maybe even next week, why not? We have a bunch of things lined up. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great night for Agnello and Sammy, who are who have officially returned from the Families of SMA Conference in Orlando. And uh, their Cavallaro for Shane Gomoa, Master Control. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.